Today's New Testament reading can be found in 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, and 10. In your pew Bible, it's on page 1093. Now about your love for one another. We do not need to write to you, for yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers and sisters throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, dear friends, to do so more and more. Today's uh, gospel reading can be found in John 6, verses 44 through 47, on page 984 in your pew Bible. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. And it, w- it is written in the prophets, they will be all taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. No one who has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. Full morning, huh? And wonderful. Don't worry, I won't keep you long. But I do want to speak to those texts that have been read today that uh, pull us and teach us and, and help us understand. I think, uh, I don't see her seated now, but with us today is Cameo Draper from Crescenta Valley Adventist School. She will be our principal this coming year. And so as she's on campus today, I hope you'll take the chance to get to know her uh, a little bit and uh, speak to her about Christian education. As you can see, today's entire theme is uh, being taught by God, taught of God. And whether we're talking about vacation Bible school and all that goes into that, or whether we're talking about Sabbath schools throughout the year, uh, or the actual worship service and the presentations that are made here, we want our children and our members to know God, and Christian education can be a big part of that. I want to start with the gospel reading, Matthew, excuse me, John six forty four. Jesus has just fed the 5,000, has just spoken of himself as the bread of life. And he makes this incredible statement to the people. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. And I will raise them up at the last day. Now, this is something really uh, profound to me. Unless the Father draws them, and I will raise them up. Salvation is happening in this sentence. It's written in the prophets. They will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard the Father and learned from him comes to me. There's that harmony between the two. No one has seen the Father except the one who is from God. Only he has seen the Father. Verily I tell you, whoever believes has eternal life. And there's the reiteration of that same statement. 
the sentence I'm focusing on, of course, is they will all be taught by God. The inscrutable relationship of Father, Son, and Spirit, this mystery, is not my subject today. But there is the sense of drawing. Christ, the one sent, receives. God has spoken. God has influenced. God has drawn. God has elected. And those who hear that, those who are taught by God, come to Christ. But it says all will be taught by God. There's an inclusivity there. Some of our friends in other denominations teach, and based on this and a number of other passages, that only by election are you saved. You don't really know if you're saved until you've responded to that election, and even then, it's not a sure bet, depending on the tradition you're talking from. But what we hear in this passage is something that goes back to the prophets. It goes back to Isaiah, specifically. They shall all be taught. Some translations say of God. Some translations say by God. I'm going with by God today. Because there's a sense, a very real sense, in which we are educated, we are privy to this process through our connection to the Father and the Spirit. We're drawn to the Son. And so... Out of that comes saving information, information in relationship that pulls us into something bigger than ourselves, that pulls us into that saving relationship. Now, working backward, 1 Thessalonians gives us something else to ponder in that. I made the mistake of working on next week's sermon this week, and so I've got some of those texts running around in my head too. And they're completely different themes, so bear with me. 1 Thessalonians 4, 9, and 10. Now about the love you have for one another, we do not need to write you, for you yourselves have what? Been taught by God to love each other. And in fact you do all love the brothers and sisters throughout Macedonia. That's an amazing statement. Paul's writing to one of the churches. He's telling them you've all been taught by God how to love one another. That very simple instruction, that straightforward instruction that comes to us in Scripture. Well, it's not so simple to implement, is it? But it's all right there. We've been taught to love I don't know how that happens exactly, except that we have seen in Christ the example of self-sacrificing love. Except we've seen in the very law of God an attempt to put the order of the universe straight, that we love him first and completely, and that we love our neighbors as ourselves. That the, the simplification of that, that Christ offers... Love God supremely and your neighbor as yourself is not only taught but modeled. That the golden rule is applied and the ethic of Christianity comes into focus. If you want to show God that you will love him, you do that by loving your brother and sister whom you have seen. And you do unto the least of these. So this passage comes 
as a statement about righteousness. Now about your love for one another, we don't need to write you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. I would love it. And I think we're very close. I would love it if a visiting prophet could say that of this congregation. You've been taught by God to love each other. Isn't that fantastic? First of all, you've been called to this place. You've been drawn to Christ by the Father. You've entered into a saving relationship with Jesus Christ out of that call. You've been taught by God. And now about love. I don't need to teach you anything about that in terms of what your love is for one another because you've been taught by God there too. There's a completeness to that and a beauty and a symmetry. Psalm 71. David, or one of his poetic ilk, says this, As for me, I will always have hope. I will praise you increasingly. I will praise you more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous deeds, of your saving acts all day long, though I know not how to relate them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, sovereign Lord. I will proclaim your righteous deeds, yours alone. Since my youth, God, you have taught me and to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. For even when I'm old and gray, do not forsake me, my God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your mighty acts to all who are to come. Doesn't that say it all? Drawn by the Father, the Son, entered into a saving relationship, one that yields life on the other side, resurrection life, taught of God, taught of God to love one another, for if we love one another, we love God. If we don't love one another, we don't love God, we don't know God, for God is love. And long before these passages explained this truth, David nails it right here. I will always have hope in you, my God. My praise will go to you. I will remember, I will speak, I will recount your saving acts and your righteous deeds, though I can't comprehend them all. I will come and proclaim your mighty acts, your righteous deeds, and yours alone. For since my youth, O God, you have taught me. And to this day I declare your marvelous deeds. So when I'm, even when I'm old and gray, don't forsake me until I've declared your power to the next generation and your mighty acts to all who are to come. That is what education is about, isn't it? It is our job, whether it's in vacation Bible school or Sabbath schools or church volunteer positions of any stripe, 
It is our job in the teaching of the word and the preaching of the word. It is our job in the way in which we share with our friends and share with our neighbors to distill it down to something simple. God calls you. God will love you. God teaches you. And God will save you. And to declare the mighty acts of God to the next generation that his church will not perish from the earth, but that there will always be a people who will praise the living God, who will speak the truth about the living God, who will inherit life from the living God, who will experience the salvation of the living God, and who will raise up children who know the living God. And so, Lord, may we all be taught by you. Amen.